Louise's nickname is Birdie. And, you know, my real name is Elizabeth, not Busy. But um, <laughs> obviously my parents didn't name me Busy when I was born. But it's like we're going to be called the Busy and Birdie Show. Isn't that cute, everybody? Do you love that? I do. Isn't it fun? Very catchy. Hi, Louise. Hi. Here we are. Is today the 7th or the 8th of January? I believe it's the 8th. It is the 8th of January. Here we are. 2019. How's 2019 so far? It's great. Is it great? Mm-hmm. Are you loving it? I am. Have you it's had a good a week? Year. I've had a great week. It's going to be a great year. I'm confident. Aren't you know that, uh, so next week I'll be calling you and we'll be recording this over the phone because I'll be in Florida and you're going to be in PA. Mm-hmm. 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 She's like, mm-hmm. But she's coming to Florida to visit me. So um, some of the things I want to talk about, um, Louise pointed out to me because I had no idea, but James Brolin had five years today. We want to say congratulations. Congratulations. Congratulations, James Brolin. And we wanted to read, Louise found... The his Instagram post, which I had not seen, and I'm gonna read it because we both thought it was pretty awesome. And it says, This is James Brolin today. Drunk, when you think you're having a rip boring time, and the next morning you wake up and your brain has broken into a frenzied beehive, and your body is shattered shards of sharp glass, desperately searching for what fits where, and your spirit is being eaten by worms with great white bloody teeth, and your heart has shriveled into a black prune, churning your intense intestines to the point where density, is that right? Dentarity feels attractive, and you can't remember anything you did, so you roll out of bed over last night's urine and dial your best friend's phone number because you recall him lifting you over your head, your whole self, before you hit and broke through the drywall, and you think a large aquarium, and the phone on the other end rings, and he picks up, and that clamoring for a phone, the clumsiness of the hard line, and you say... What did I do last night? And he answers after a great pause. Dude! Dude! Dude. Oh my God. I can remember that. Do you remember that? (laughs) Yes. I mean, I still remember that. And it's been definitely a couple 24 hours. Oh my God. And waking up and going, oh my God, where's my car? Where did I put it? Is it all okay? That's the way I drank. I know you drank differently. Mm-hmm. I drank where I went to a bar and I'd say, I'm going to only have one drink. I'm going to have one drink. And I still remember walking into the bar. The bar has changed names like 18 times and now it's actually a club. But anyway, and I'd go in there and I'd say, I'm going to have one dirty martini. One gray goose, dirty martini, straight up with olives. And then, you know, I have one. And then I'd be like, all right, I'll have one more dirty martini. And then I'd switch to wine. And then I'd switch to mind eraser. Then I'd have, oh my God. And then I'd drink bourbon or, oh my. And I'd black in and out of blackouts. And I would stop talking Because I would talk and then I would go into front and I, 
You know, when you're like, did you ever do that? Uh Yeah. And then you wake up the next day and you definitely are like, dude, oh my God, I had a rough night. I do not remember. And I still remember calling friends going, uh, what did I do? Because I didn't have a cell phone. Well, and I think too that when he says that and you and I kind of read it differently, because when I say it, it's like, dude. And and so to me, it's him saying, it's one word, but it's it sounds like three sentences. Oh. And, you know, just get it together. You know, you got to change things. Oh, and, his you know. friend is like, dude, you were like a train wreck. Like, mm-hmm. dude, you were not even funny. And, and that I- is the worst because you, and, and especially when he says, you know, there's that <sighs> long pause. And you know what you're going to hear, and then the person says just one word, and that's, it just speaks volumes. It's hard. Oh, it's so, like, to me, it brings back such memories that it literally makes me cringe. Like, it makes me cringe. It makes my skin crawl. It makes me feel like, holy shit, I totally relate to that. Yeah, and for him to be able to be on the other side of it now and be so comfortable explaining how horrible it was oh and, and just i mean it, it's it's pretty incredible and i didn't know i actually didn't know that he was sober and i saw on msn it just said an article about him in sobriety and i was just curious because i remember and it didn't seem like it was five years ago at all but i remember reading an article that he had and it was right at the end of his marriage to diane lane and it's and it was um, an article about how he was arrested for um, disorderly conduct and public intoxication. And and it just, I can remember um, thinking to myself, I mean, there was just such a handsome guy and he just seemed to have it all and this beautiful wife. And, and I thought, gosh, you know, I mean, I, I just, I felt for him because, and I was, I, and I always had hoped that he would get sober. Of course, I hoped for that for myself too, but um, I'm just glad to know that he did. And I, I don't know why I never, you know, I'm usually up on what celebrities are sober. And I just, he kind of slipped through the cracks. It's very, it is very interesting, I think. Hold on, I'm in, um, when we talk about um, people and when you think that now he has five years and his life has changed completely, hasn't it? It has. I mean, what has changed in his life? Well, he uh, he since got divorced and he's remarried and he just had a baby. Um, it, that's what I read. And it seems like he's very, very happy. He's very happy. And that's what people like. I think that that's what the most interesting thing is, is when you get sober, it's like how it affects everybody around you. And you have this life that's like beyond your wildest dreams and it's so not material like for me like and i think i don't know if it's everybody in society i don't know if you would agree with this and i would love to hear your opinion but let me know but like for me i felt like growing up the way that it showed if you were successful was like you had a good car you had the right husband you lived in the right house you had the um right zip code your kids went to good schools you know, you live that what your success was shown monetarily and materialistic wise, where today it's so different. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I think with like even somebody like James Rowland, like he went up the ranks. He married a beautiful woman. He was an alcoholic. That went my first marriage to my went into demise. You're, you know, it's just how many relationships fall apart because of alcoholism. Like it happens all the time. And then when you get sober, I mean, all your relationships become so much richer. Yeah. And relationships that really weren't worth anything anyway kind of disappear. And some people that you had in your life, like I know I have people in my life previously that aren't in my life now. And that's okay. Because there are certain people that I realize now I did not have. What we had in common was a commonality was like our drinking and our partying. And that was our main thing that we like related to. It wasn't that we related to on a plane that was like we could talk about real stuff. Like how do you feel about something that's happening in your life? And you can be honest with the person. It's like, oh, did you, instead of being like my old conversation, be like, so where'd you get your jeans? <laughs> did you get them on sale? They're fabulous. Where'd you get that jacket? Like that, I could care less. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's small talk, but we always seem to get deep. What do you think? Yeah, I, um, definitely. Um, I think, I mean, I, I now, I used to worry about when I was getting sober, I worried about, you know, my social life. I just, I, you know, it was, it, it haunted me what it was going to look like, um, and what people would be in my life and what people would be out of my life, you know, um, and, and it just, ta- it's just a process. And for right, right now, I, the people that I have in my life, I mean, everything just kind of worked out. It all just settled, you know, the, the way it should. And I don't, um, I'm, I'm just so happy with who I have in my life. And, um, I don't, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. Um, cause I just couldn't drink. I mean, you know, would I love to be able to sit around with friends and have a glass of wine? I would, yeah, of course I would. I would too. And I think that that's like, and I think the people that can do that, that it's not a problem in your life. I think go for it. It's awesome. Like you can drink. It's just that I definitely have this gene and I can see in my family where it was passed down to me. I look at my family tree. Excuse Penelope in the background. Because she's seeing somebody run down the street. Excuse Penelope. Um, This is our recording. Studio is in the house. And we have this big golden doodle who's barking. Shh. So when when we were... um, I don't even know. I just lost my train of thought. Um, When we are getting when oh drinking and when you can drink like I always wanted to drink like a normal person but I never ever ever could and I remember that I and I see people that can take it or leave it or like it doesn't matter like they go out for dinner they order a glass of wine it sits there (laughs) it sits there I'm like oh my god why are you drinking that? And it sits there and they don't have a problem with it. But that for me, it's like I had this, I can still feel it. I'd have the sip and it would be like, I'd be off to the races. And that's the difference. I'm really, I'm, people can drink. I think, yay, go for it. You're lucky. I mean, good for you. I cannot. And, um, and, uh, I don't think that's I. That's normal. But people that don't have a problem walk into parties or you know social gatherings and they're not they're not immediately doing what i did which was to look and see how much wine count the people count the bottles figure it out do the math 
Um, you know, is everybody going to get a bottle at least? I mean, everybody just, <laughs> that's a given. Everybody gets a bottle. But then, then, then what happens after the bottle? Like, there's not enough for like a everybody bottle. to have a bottle and a half. Like, <laughs> or two bottles or three definitely bottles. Definitely not two bottles. <laughs> and we were talking, but we actually, we, Bernie and I actually went to a store on Sunday, a consignment shop. And I was there and I'm like, oh my God, look at these wine glasses. And I have some of them and they're like really small. They're like a shot of wine. And I ended up buying a wine glass that could fit one bottle of wine. So people would say, why don't you have one drink? And I'd say, I only had one. It was just a whole bottle. (laughs) But normal people don't even think like that at all. No. No. Normal people can take it or leave it. And I have a lot of friends that are normal drinkers that could take it or leave it, could care less. And I'm the one that has the brain that still goes, oh, my God, are they going to be okay if there isn't any alcohol? Are they going to want to come to my party? And they still want to come with there's no alcohol because it doesn't matter. But for an alcoholic like I am, oh, my God, it is like it mattered. It was like I remember going to a wedding in Michigan and being sitting and walking in and going, okay, are we seated near the bar? I hope we're seated near the bar. Because I'm going to definitely need these filled up every time. Oh, poor person. Well, how about even just going out? I mean, I can, I just remember how much work it took to just, to, well, of course you always, well, for me, I would make sure that I had the bottle of wine getting ready. Oh, yeah. And then, for sure. And then you'd have the bottle of wine when you were out, but. But, you know, God forbid you didn't have the bottle of wine when you came home. And whatever time that was, even if you had, you know, if you got home late and you were going to go to sleep in another 15 minutes, you know, you just knowing that you had a bottle to come home to was so important. Oh, my God. I remember coming home. I would stay to last call to alcohol. I remember that. Last call for alcohol. And I would still be drinking. Now, again, in and out of blackouts. And I would get home and it would be two in the morning and I would drink a whole nother bottle of wine and I'd listen to music like Joni Mitchell (laughs) and cry and dance in my kitchen. And just that would be my night. I can't even like I still think about I, I mean, when we're like when we have this disease, it just overtakes everything in our lives. And when we get sober, our lives become so much better, don't they? Yeah. So what is it? Lo- I mean, are you because wor- we? I- I'm just spreading this out there. So Birdie's about to start dating, and are you nervous about it? Um, I yes, I guess I am. I, I can't lie. Um, I mean, I know somebody so- asked you if you wanted to meet for a drink. Yeah. And that's, that's awkward. I mean, you don't know what to do. I mean, do you, do you, do you tell somebody that you don't drink ahead of time? You know, do you, I don't know. So many different thoughts go through my mind. Do you, do you wait till you meet the person and then get to know them a little bit better so they don't instantly judge you? You know, you don't know. And I mean, and, and I, I keep thinking, well, if I tell somebody I don't drink, um, you know, do I have to give the backstory or can I just simply say I don't drink? I mean, eventually, obviously, you would tell somebody, but, um, you know, it's a hard thing to, I don't know, it's just hard. I, I know that, uh, you know, when I was drinking pre, you know, before I really thought I had a problem or knew that I was never, I was going to eventually not be drinking. I mean, I don't know if it maybe wouldn't have appealed to me. 
to be with someone that didn't drink. I mean, it was a big part of my life. Um, however, I was married to my first husband did not drink. He was recovering and we did not drink. Well, he didn't drink, but I also just didn't drink. And he always encouraged me to drink because, I, you know, as we all do, we like to, we don't want people to not drink because they're around us. So he encouraged me and I would drink once in a blue moon. But for the most part, we always we just had we had so many common interests. And, you know, I mean, we would go to the mall and just people watch you know, on a Friday night, that that was fun for us. And we, we just did so many other different things. Um, we didn't go to bars, we didn't, but we, you know, he was artistic, and, and so was I. So we had a lot of, we just had a lot of things that we loved doing. We loved antiques, and we loved architecture. And um, so alcohol wasn't a big deal. But, uh, you know, that relationship was different. I, I don't know. Now, you know, my second marriage, I mean, we did drink a lot, we drink a lot. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. So I, I don't know what how to handle it. I mean, I'm so new to this, that um, we'll see, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm not quite sure I'll offer the information prematurely. Um, but, but I certainly will be honest about it. Um, and because I'm not ashamed of it, so why? Yeah, why I mean, lie? that's, I can tell you this. When I first started dating, so they, they recommend for people that are in 12, the 12 step program that we go to that you don't date for the first year because you're trying to figure out who you are and what, you know, it kind of takes a little while to get, you know, it takes an entire year to get all the alcohol even out of your hair follicles. But I remember, and when it was like a year, and I went on match.com. And then I met a person in real life. Somebody set me up with this guy and he, he was not sober. He was a drinker and it, it was crazy because he would drink around me and he knew I was sober because I was totally honest. I'm like, I am sober. I am sober. I am sober. And he'd be like, come sit with me at the bar while I drink my Budweiser. And I would do that. But I, um, can say this. I was, I made me closer to a drink. I, I remember that because I wasn't going, I wasn't doing my normal stuff to take care of me because I wanted to be in this relationship and I wanted to do that rather than, I mean, by the grace of God, I met somebody after that who was in the program who got me totally back immersed in it. But it's, it's in the beginning, it's definitely, it was important that I was like, I'm sober. I'm sober. Well, and I have to be able to do that because yeah. I can't, I mean, if, if a person were to ask me, I would say I don't drink. Now, if they asked me why I don't drink, I would, I would feel that I had to tell them the truth. Um, but I, because I couldn't get to the point where if I just said, I simply don't want to drink, um, you know, can I sit at a bar and, and have and, and have someone drink next to me? Of course I can. Would I would I choose that or does that sound really super appealing to me? No, um, but I would do it. But I wouldn't do it under the pretense that, that I'm just I just of a person that just doesn't like to drink. Right. And I, I, I don't <laughs> I, I can't drink. So there there's a huge difference. Oh, yeah. And so um, I, I would definitely, you know, he, here's the difference. I mean, I, I think for myself that, you know, I, I just I just wrote a letter, a Christmas letter to the employees that of our family business. And and um, I wrote the letter and it was very personal this year because it was my year anniversary. And, 
you know, there are some people at work and we have, I guess this went out to about 150 people, 50 plus people. And, um, you know, and I had asked my father and my sister, I showed it to him, the letter, which I always do every year. I, I give it to them to read first and kind of get their stamp of approval. And then I send it out. And, and I could tell there was some reluctancy on their part to, you know, they didn't want me to, I shouldn't say they didn't want me to. I, I don't think they would have sent it out. I think my sister was concerned it was a little too personal. I did end up altering it a little bit, but, but for the most part, the letter was about me and it was, and it was in a way that, you know, I was, I was explaining this year and everything I've been through and and I, and all I really tried to do was give, you know, again, a message of hope. And I talked about service and I talked about, you know, the things that can be, you know, anybody, you don't have to be sober to, to do these things in your life or to feel these things or want to be part of these types of things, but it's just an overall message. And, and, you know, my point being is that I'm not, I'm not embarrassed by it. I'm not ashamed by it. Some people think I probably gave too much information. I'm, I'm sure they, you know, there's always people that don't agree with what you, I mean, like you can't, (laughs) you can't avoid that. I know it. But, but, you know, I will tell you this, that the, the, the remarks and I, and I didn't do it to get remarks back, but I did get some, some heartfelt notes back to me after people read it. And I had some people that I don't really have that much conversation with, um, drivers that, you know, I see a couple times a year that, you know, made it a point to come to me and say, and even people that have, you know, family members that, that are alcoholics and, you know, they wish were recovering some that, that they are recovering and just, I mean, it just, it was such a great experience and such a great thing to do, you know, and, and if if it helps one person out of all those people to, you know, either something about themselves and their own drinking or somebody that they love, um, you know, it's just worth it to me. So, you know, in the dating world, it is a little different. I mean, you're talking about strangers, especially now in the, the day of online dating and stuff. You know, I mean, you do have, um, you know, you run, you're going to run into people that will judge. They don't know you. They're not sitting down with you. Oh, you know, right. this this type of conversation happens, you know, prior to meeting them. So I don't know. Um, you know, we'll see. But I, I feel like if someone's going to judge me that early on, then it's really not meant to be anyway. Exactly. Know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. If it's not worth, if they're not, you know, jumping in and totally psyched for you, because it's something to be excited about. It's not, it's not, I think it's amazing. I mean, it's just for me, I've had, a, and you know, a life beyond my wildest dreams, I always say, and it's interesting. And I feel like with having a program and having the ability to live in the day, which is the biggest gift that we have, right? Mm-hmm. We just live in today and it's so easy to put things into perspective. Mm-hmm. When we're like, oh my, we can, like, we've been to hell. Like, I know what hell feels like when you wake up in the morning and you look in the mirror and you feel like the the way that James Rowland just did, right? Like, feeling that feeling, that is hell. Like going, oh my God, my brain feels like there's worms with like shark teeth. Like, that was how I felt. Like, just that dark, 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 and his heart was dark. You know, he said that too. He was like, my heart was dark. I remember feeling like that and mm-hmm. just being like, oh my God, I had so much shame and remorse and sadness and just, oh, 
and to not have to live like that anymore. That's the gift. And I want everybody that's out there to know that like we have fun. Life did not get, did not stop. It just began. Like it's a brand new lease on life. Don't you feel like that? It, it, it completely. And if, if you had asked me that, you know, even nine months ago when I, you know, was in the first, you know, quarter of my sobriety, I, I, I don't know if I would have thought that it would be even close to what it is today. And I promise you, it's going to get better and better and better. And it does for everyone. It's just this whole like ability to, to fall in love with yourself. You know, it's like to be your authentic self. And to just be present. I mean, that is that is so critical because to to be able to just live anybody, regardless of, you know, any disease, disease or, or no, no, disease. no right. disease, just to be able to live in the day, in the moment, not looking back, not looking forward, just being here today and being present is is such a gift. Oh, and it takes a lot of work. It does to just live in today because none of us know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. We can plan it, but no one knows what's going to happen in the next five minutes. So that's where the gift is. Yeah. It's where sobriety is. So anybody that's out there and you're having a hard time and you're questioning whether or not you might have a drinking problem, please reach out. Talk to us. Let us know if you have any topics you want us to talk about next week. And, you know, again, congratulations, James Brolin. My, our friend down in Texas, how you doing, Dee? <laughs> hope you're doing well. I hope you had a good first week back to everything in life and um, had a great Christmas holiday. And, again, Happy New Year to the people who didn't listen last week. And please reach out. Right? Yep. At busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y, at busy living sober. We're going to get a birdie at living, busy living sober too. We don't have that yet, but do <laughs> um, busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y, at busy, B-U-S-Y, living sober.com. And again, please reach out with any question, remarks, anything. I swear I'll get back to you. You can find me on my website at busy living sober.com. You can find us both. You can find a picture of us now on podcasts. And um, again, reach out and until next week. Bye-bye. Keep getting busy living sober. Bye-bye.